0: you wednesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the apollo 13 minute a show where each and every day monday through friday we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made the 1995 ron howard directed feature apollo 13 i'm one of your hosts jim O'Kane of tvdads.com
1: and i'm chris henry at the eaa aviation museum
0: and we're still watching a, a TV show in progress on uh, of all things uh, coming up near tax day. So there's so much... <laughs> this seems we're be, we're uh... doing
1: a radio show about a TV show right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So so funny story about the the taxes. Yeah. Um, and it was this is one that I actually got uh, from uh, from Jim Lovell himself. Uh, Jim said that uh, you know when he made the switch to uh, you know, to go from, um, from Mattingly to Swaggart, that of course it was a pretty big rush. You know, it was, um, it was boom, boom, boom. We were in the simulator, um, you know, right up until we had to go out to the Cape. I mean, it was a, you know, it was getting, what had happened was when they switched the, um, from Mattingly to Swaggart, the the one thing that, that they really needed to do was get Swaggart back into the loop of things, because he had been out of the, the the Sims. He had been working on just support areas. He had not been been in the Sim in a, in a few weeks, I believe, uh, or more. So a lot of Sim time up to the launch. They launch. They stage. They're they're on their way to the moon, and they said literally we had like a f- you know th- things calmed down a little bit and just as depicted in the movie swagger just kind of looked over at them and he said i forgot to file my income taxes <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh they really did file an extension with the uh, the president because he was out of the country so uh um uh, that, wow. that that really did happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and it's like you know the other the other two were married they had a support for, you know family right. structure at home to, to get all this done so i guess he could call his folks up in uh, in michigan and say hey, fix this. But, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, Nixon Nixon came through for him. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I was wondering how they did. Uh, I know that in the uh, the astronaut uh, groups nowadays, you know, being on the ISS and stuff, there's actually a, I don't want to say a concierge, but something akin to being uh, like a, a business manager for anybody that's, that's on space, you know, on orbit right now. They go in and handle stuff with, you know, both the family stuff and any kind of business things that need to get done kind of like the way we see uh henry hurt in here he has kind of a a smaller role in this as a press officer but it's actually more it's on the side of crew servicing if you picture you know it's kind of it's kind of like an air force crew when you have the uh you have the pilot and then you have the support staff they each each of the astronauts have a support staff that that handles all their uh, the day-to-day paperwork so uh (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, you know, thanks to Jack Swigert, people say, yeah, hey, maybe we should start thinking about that stuff when you're doing long-term things in space. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, you kind of feel for Henry's character throughout the, uh, the movie because I think he's he's probably doing things he doesn't really want to do sometimes. But, it's you know, he's toting the company line, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. with some requests and, and things like that.
0: And Xander Berkeley is a great. He's a great actor for this. He always winds up with kind of like a Frank Burns character in most things. I yeah. love him. In, in Twenty Four is where I first noticed him, but he just uh, and he was also in like Buffy and things. Oh, 24 he,
1: is a great show. I didn't realize you were a Twenty Four fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah big time, Jack Bauer. Oh, 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 let
0: me tell you a story. But this is <laughs> this is we're, we're getting. We're not doing the Twenty Four minute. But uh, <laughs> I had first that Twenty Four was the first show I had ever binge watched. Ah, okay. and i watched 23 hours of the first season of 24 <laughs> and i had to go to a uh, and and it's the first and everybody's been through this where you like it's two in the morning you say okay i just have i have to go to work tomorrow but i have to just watch one more episode yeah. <laughs> and I'll go to bed right now so i i wound up watching the watching the show and i got to the 24th hour and i thought you know i'll just save it and I'll, I'll i'll watch the, the finale i went to my dentist's office and uh she was, you know, we checking out my teeth and stuff like that. She asked me what I've been doing lately. I said nothing much. I've been, I've been watching all of Twenty uh, Four, uh, and she said, "Oh yeah." She said it really killed me when, and then she. Named, oh no! <laughs> she, she, yeah, you know, when so and so dies, I was like, "Oh, thanks a lot." <laughs> Like
1: oh god, yeah. yeah, that
0: really helped. Yeah, <laughs> so um, so yeah, that was uh, that was my introduction and in to the pain of binge, you know, if you're gonna binge watch, get all the way to the end. Yeah, really yeah, exactly. Tell you the list of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, back to back so, to the space. <laughs> I, I very <laughs> similar,
1: uh, really similar brief story was uh, when the new Star Wars came out. Uh, when when you know the, the, the one of the more later ones with Harrison Ford. And um, I don't want. I guess I shouldn't give anything away that happens in that movie, in case you haven't seen it. It's a couple years old, but a very important person in that movie uh, gets or dies. We had not seen it yet, and my buddy's dad called us on speakerphone, thinking we had gone to the movie already. And he's just <laughs> like, "Wow, can't believe that person died," you know. And we're like, "What?" You know, like we were we're on our way to the theater. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta love it. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: I, guess, I guess this isn't telling anything out of the tale, but when uh when I was uh, back in nineteen eighty when uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back was coming out mm-hmm. i was uh I was taking a bus uh, I was in Austin at the University of Texas, and I was taking a bus into school. And I had bought the novelization of Empire Strikes Back, which had come out about a month before the movie. And so I'm sitting in the bus reading, the, reading this book, and I get up to the part with, no, I am your father. And I shut the book... And I looked around and <laughs> I thought, I'm the only one on this bus that knows who who Luke Skywalker's father is. <laughs> and I felt like I wanted to yell, but it's like, no, that'd be wrong. That's but fantastic. I just felt like I had to talk to somebody and I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And it was a month before <laughs> the movie came out. So it was just that drove me crazy for a month. But anyway, people are up to date on it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: wow uh, well uh back to back to nineteen seventy and getting getting into apollo thirteen again there's a couple of things that bother me in this scene in this filming part uh, mostly it it has to do with uh the camera and uh the sound i mean we have the, the cassette player is floating around and is playing trini lopez's um song lemon tree in the in reality you wouldn't be able to get that kind of fidelity that's coming through on the screen i mean it's, it's <laughs> supposed to be for the purpose of the movies but if you watch um well chris you watched the original uh broadcast version of yes the, uh, yeah the one on youtube and the the microphones they were using were rather clunky and they were extremely uh, what they call hypercardioid they they were shaped to only take in what was immediately in front of them so unless you had your mouth pressed up against the mic nobody was going to hear anything else in the background which was a good thing. I mean, you didn't want to have all the noise of all the fans and things. You know, the idea that there's this soundtrack of Lemon Tree playing in the background while they're doing stuff mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, it's not not that realistic, but it and, tells well.
1: Well, and even in the uh, when you're watching the the real one, I have to go back and watch it again. But I'm not sure you actually hear any music at all. Um, you,
0: you hear a couple of like piano notes when he, he uh, Jim Jim has it like jammed up against the yeah, microphone security.
1: Yeah, because. Most of it, you don't hear it at all. You just hear them talking, and, the, you, know, still have, yeah. and you still have the beeps on the, you know, when they stop their transmission. Yeah, the Quindar tones yeah, and things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, it's...
1: I'm sure they were sitting, you got to tell a story, you know, you've got Yeah, you do.
0: You have to tell a story. And I, in this particular minute, you see Jim Lovell in two places at once, because he's running the camera when uh, Fred Hayes is uh, drinking the big blobs of orange juice, <laughs> And then uh Fredo says, Well, let's go into the lunar module and he floats down the tunnel and filming him in <laughs> the lunar module with uh, And and it, I was thinking, well maybe that's not right, but I, I slow I slowly pass through, you know, scrubbed yeah. through that part. And all of a sudden Jim Lovell's in the lunar module. So I don't know if he went outside and came yeah. back in or <laughs> he may took it, a break. <laughs> yeah. It just uh now, I
1: will it, tell you that when you're watching that, the the whole thing with them going down to the Lem and everything is uh the way they filmed it and stuff, it, it looks the part. I mean that, that Oh, for sure you know, yeah. when you watch it. I mean that part looks good, you know, and uh I love um apparently uh there was a shot which I thought was funny of um Lovell's following Freddo into the Lem and basically you have Fredo's rear end on the the screen and mission control said that they uh well boy you really got the lighting just right (laughs) yes yes, (laughs) that that was hysterical so (laughs) but uh
0: uh, it it was interesting in the original in the original video when when you're watching it uh one of the things that freddo talks about is how they trained but they trained in a lunar module right side up right right and when he got to the lunar module if you unless you go in feet first you're gonna your your head's gonna wind yeah. up on the floor as yeah. you go through into the lunar module, and he said that was very um, disorienting for him when he first got there. And was like, "Wait, where's my you know where's my controls? Right, right. <laughs> Why are they on the floor? Yeah. So yeah, he's um, it,
1: that's really interesting. I, and I think as far as the music, I think what the music does is it humanizes the astronauts. Oh, for it's, sure. Yeah. It's you know, hey, we're we're man, we're three guys way out here. We gotta have something to do while we're doing this. So we brought music and. You know, and music was an important part. I asked uh, of the f- missions. I asked uh, I asked Dick Gordon uh, about what they took on Apollo 12, and uh, his exact quote was, "There was a local band that that Pete Conrad liked, that they took some of their music with them. There was some country music that Dick liked, and that's what they took. And they said they never let Al listen to any of his own music uh, because he <laughs> had an awful choice in music, is what he said." So. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but...
0: I guess if, if it had happened five years later, they would have had a cassette deck built into the uh, into the, uh, the control yeah panel. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> crank up the tunes yeah um, but yeah it it, it was uh, it was an important part I mean that, that we still bring you know art and culture into space I, I mean in, on the space station right now uh, there is a uh, a full size Casio keyboard an eighty eight key uh, piano uh, they also have a uh, there's been a flute. There's several guitars up there, acoustic and uh, electric. As far as I know, nobody's brought drums yet, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, there's been trumpets, saxophones. I mean, pretty much uh, so, <laughs> many band products have, have wound up up there.
1: So not that this has anything to do with anything else, but have you ever seen the vid- the music video for the Foo Fighters? Uh, I'll be coming back next year. No, I have not. Oh, oh you know what? I'm going to share that on the page today, on, okay. on our Facebook page. It's fantastic, and it, it fits this very well. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. you, you will enjoy it. I'm gonna put it up there because I think the I think if you're following along, I, I even if you don't like the music, which I'm a Foo Fighters fan, but uh, Foo Fighters by the way are giant airplane and space program nerds. And, Have they been
0: to uh, Oshkosh?
1: Um, not formally, not with us knowing. A lot of times we get a lot of VIPs will come to Oshkosh and just never tell anybody and just fly under the radar. Oh. Um, not not literally. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, so not officially, but. Boy, it sure would be cool to get him here. And well, uh, I think
0: yeah, I think it's time to uh, you know open invitation there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. But I'll put the video up there. You guys will love the video. It's really neat. Very and, cool. Uh, okay, I'll will
0: yeah. ch- check that out. It, yeah, it's uh, it, it's so important. I mean, one of the biggest videos ever to come out of the International Space Station was uh, Chris Hadfield, of yeah. course, doing Space Oddity. Yeah, yeah. We hosted and him here
1: last, uh, just this past summer. I got to have yeah, him here.
0: A great a great fellow. I met him in. Uh, in portland uh about two years ago and we uh we spent most of our time comparing mustaches <laughs> so, and we both we both agree that it's important to have a, a really boss mustache yeah well <laughs> it is magnum pi would agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta have a good good yeah. uh, uh food brusher yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so sw- swell guy and i think he's really uh um, he's helped to humanize spaces. you're talking about having music up there it yeah it makes it more approachable because Gosh, any everybody's you know whittled a tune on, on a guitar or a piano or whatever, and, and knows knows that feeling of how how music connects you to the rest of uh, the rest of humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: As we're recording this, uh, uh, Elon Musk had just announced that uh, there he's announced a, the private passenger heading into uh, into space uh, from Japan who plans to bring uh, a, 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 I think about a half a dozen artists of different uh, fields and i i've read mixed mixed feelings on this about you know why are they wasting time with artists when they should be sending technicians and scientists and it's like well we've we've sent technicians and scientists to the moon that's fine that's a great thing but one of the important things is being able to send storytellers into space i think being able to to express what you've seen and and make it uh make it communicated to other people, I think is an important part. I mean, when you, all you have to do is look at the life of Al Bean, Al Bean, gosh, the fourth man on the moon. uh, You know, he went there, spent, uh, spent two days on the moon and he spent the rest of his life uh, trying to explain it through his artwork, through his paintings. And uh, I think it's important that we have more people like that going up and doing that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) we go far and wide, but I, I, I think this has been a, a, a pretty good minute. I do. Uh, I read on IMDb. I don't. I don't know whether to trust it or not. But according to IMDb, uh, Clint Howard, who says, uh, who, who jumps in during the IRS discussion, saying, "Yeah, they'll they'll get you for it." <laughs> uh, he, he apparently had a, a bunch of exp- uh, poor experiences with uh, dealing with the IRS. <laughs> <So> he, was, <laughs> he was all in favor of yelling that line. <laughs> And uh, I, I have a friend of mine told me that he thinks that was also a Gary Busey line, but I don't. I don't have have no confirmation of it. But I, I would think Gary Busey would probably. <laughs> that sounds, have some witty quips. That sounds
1: in. probably about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: But all in all, a good minute. Anyway, we'll we'll uh, continue the discussion tomorrow uh, as this video uh, presentation continues. We're also going to talk a little. We're going to go a little bit further back into the past than uh, than uh, the 1970s here. So uh, stay stay tuned for a, a special guest uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you'd like to listen to previous episodes of this, we're always available online at Apollo 13 Minute Apollo 13 minutecom You can pick up, up previous episodes and read the summaries. Uh, Also out there on social media, as Chris discussed, we put up a lot of new information on our Facebook page. If you go to Apollo 13 Minute Mission Control, uh, also on Twitter at Apollo 13 Minute, you can talk back with us. We're always interested in hearing what you think of the show and what you have to say. Uh, So, uh, And if you don't have access to all of that, if you're just listening to us on an iPhone, I hope you're subscribing regularly on either iTunes or on Google Play. Just go to either of those two uh, wonderful venues and uh, type in Apollo 13 and click subscribe. You'll get us delivered hot and fresh every morning, Monday through Friday. It looks like we're coming up on Lost of Signal in about 30 seconds. So, yes, check back with us here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 Minute.